Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Great Scott Podcast. Today, I'm joined by pop star sensation Gaddison. How's it going, Gaddison? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, how are things where you're at? Oh, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's sunny here in sunny California, and uh, yeah, the sun is shining, and you know, skies are blue, so it's it's a good day. Good, good. Are you in the Los Angeles Burbank area, sort of? Yeah, I'm in. Um, yeah, I'm in the Los Angeles area, um, and uh, but actually, right now I'm actually visiting in um, San Francisco area. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Which is, yeah, that's originally where I'm from. Oh, okay. Uh, are you uh, performing there as well? Uh, not this time. No, I'm just. Uh, it's just a, a family tri- uh, uh, trip to see my family and uh, just kind of hang out uh, before things get too crazy with uh, with music. Okay. Are you going to be back down there for the 4th celebrating? Uh, you said back down for the 4th of July? Yeah. Uh, no, this is kind of my trip out here. Um, and then, uh, honestly, a lot of all of that stuff after the single uh, releases is just going to be kind of focused on music. Okay. So speaking of uh, yeah. music, you actually do come from a very musical uh, family from the past yes. and and the present as well. I just uh want to read off some of um who you are related to and their contributions to the music field if I may. Yes. You have an aunt, Dorothy Morrison, who was the original singer of the 1960s hit Oh Happy Day. Great song by the yes. way. Yes, it was a great song. Your it uncle song. your uncle was signed to Warner Brothers Music. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your cousin yes. also played guitar for some guy named Prince. Yeah, you know, just some guy. Just some guy <laughs> named Prince, yeah. Who died yeah. in a very, very tragic way, I will say. He did, he did, he did. That is absolutely incredible. I mean, uh, what a past history to have with your family when it comes yes. to music. Yes, yes. It, I mean, honestly... Uh, I feel very fortunate in that way that I've, um, you know, been born into this family where music is such a a big deal and um, such a normal expression of our family. Um, It's funny because I, I, you know, I came up here uh, to to NorCal to come see my family. And one of the things that happens every time we, we get together is, you know, we just sing and and uh that's just a normal expression so um yeah i'm very i feel very fortunate to have been uh influenced and raised uh in in a family like like mine so what so you say that when you guys get together you guys sing uh is there do you guys have like a go-to song that you like to sing the most you know honestly it i don't know if there's necessarily a go-to song as much as i would say that um you know I was raised in a, you know, traditional gospel church. Uh, my family is heavily involved in, in church. That's just kind of where we all got our start. And so it, it usually kind of goes back into those type of songs and somebody starts singing something and, and then everybody jumps in with harmonies and all that stuff. So it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's fun for sure. Oh, I bet. I mean, I, so I want to go to your, your family gatherings. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it's so much fun. Yeah. So, um, did you ever grow up listening to uh, Dorothy or Jeffrey or Levi? Or I'm, I'm sorry, not Jeffrey, oh, Jerry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, well, like I said, one, you know, it was kind of a regular weekly thing because, you know, we, you know, we all would be in church. And so it just, you know, they would always be singing or playing in church. Uh, but then also, um, you know, just kind of seeing them out and about. Um, I never got to kind of like at the peak of what they were doing. I never was around at that point. I was just too young. Um, and frankly, not around <laughs> yeah. or thought of yeah, that yeah. time. But, um, but uh, it was really cool, honestly. Uh, I, you know, sometimes you take for granted at least for me, I took for granted, you know, my family and like kind of just like um, the, the musical history that they had. And I really didn't understand fully what it was until I got into college and I started, you know, you, you know, YouTube was going and stuff. So I started looking up my family on YouTube and I started seeing all of these things that they had done back in the day. And it was just amazing to me. And I realized like, wow, this is, this is not normal. Like, it um, it seemed normal to me because that's just what we did on a regular basis. But um, they had something so special, and they touched the world in a special way. Um, so yeah, they're they're very cool. Oh yeah, so I'm very uh, proud. <laughs> will you expand on a little bit about what happened with uh, Jerry? Uh, there's not much except for that he he got signed to Warner Brothers Music. Uh, tell us yeah. tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, so, um, yeah, my Uncle Jerry, basically, uh, he was kind of this, uh, honestly, he was kind of the uh, person in the family that everybody really looked to uh, as far as talent was concerned. He would, you know, there would be these um, uh, talent shows in the Bay Area. And so my, uh, you know, all of my family, they had like a, a group and so they would go out as a group and they would go do these talent shows. Uh, but then my Uncle Jerry would do them on his own as well. And he would win these talent shows. And he wow. won them so much that people would kind of like, if they knew he was coming, they would just kind of be like, oh, he's going to win it all. Well, one time he won this, um, it was kind of a battle of the bands in the Bay Area. And uh, there just happened to be somebody from Warner Brothers there. And so um, they invited him to come down to L.A. and to do some recording and all that kind of thing. And he released um, a, a single. And, um, and you know, back in that day, they were on records, right? So a single actually had a side A and a side B. So uh, he recorded two songs and released them. It went well. He went on to uh, be the star in a, um, a, a stage play called uh, Hair. And he toured around the yeah. world. And, um, yeah, I mean, I could really honestly, there's so many more people in my family than just those three. But, um, but yeah, it's just my family's definitely been involved in music and on a few different levels. Now, uh, were, were Dorothy and Jerry married? I know one was your aunt and one was your uncle. Uh, were, were they married? Yeah. No, no, no. So they were a brother and sister. Yeah. And they had a... They were... Um, they had, so there were 10 siblings, so, 10, 10 siblings. Um, 
Yeah. Wow. And so all of them were, you know, again, either singers or musicians and, um, you know, so it was, it, I mean, it was a big family and everybody sang and everybody, you know, it just was, it just was a thing for sure. Yeah. My cool, cool random story is my, my great grandmother, their mother taught, uh, the boys how to play guitar because most of them knew how to play guitar and this is actually how my cousin Levi learned how to play guitar and he ended up going to play for Prince but my great grandmother what she would do is she would sit the boys down and she would take a, um, a cigar box and she would wrap rubber bands around them and teach him how to play guitar from a cigarette box with, uh, really? with rubber bands wrapped around it. Yeah, yeah, and they just wow. they just learned how to, you know, play. And <laughs> it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't a guitar. But I mean, they went on to yeah. to play and they did it. Now, now, did uh, all all of your family pretty much get their start in a uh, in, in the gospel church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely so. So my my great grandmother, she, uh, she and my great grandfather um, started the church, and so uh, okay. they were pastors of a church in Richmond, California, which is in the Bay Area, um, and uh, and so yeah, they had a church, and and uh, so everybody from. <laughs> you know, all around the Bay Area would come to this little church yeah. because, you know, uh, you know, there would be singing and, and good music and uh, so much so to where there were even some celebrities that, that came through. Um, and a part of that was because my great grandmother and great grandfather were very uh, welcoming people. And they just, you know, it was kind of one of those things where if you came in, you were a part of the family. And so, awesome. um yeah, it was amazing. So even like uh, Tupac, uh, who's a you know was an amazing rapper, he was you know in, heavily involved in our our family and and that kind of thing. So um, yeah, it's music is all around it. Now, does this uh, church still exist today? Yes, the church still does exist today, and one of uh, my uncles um, actually runs the church. Okay. Yeah, so it's still going. Wow. After all these years, huh? After, after all these years. Yeah, there you go. Uh, actually, yeah. my, my dad is a pastor as well, and uh, I, I also go, go to church uh, here where, where I'm at. So I can oh, relate cool. to that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, so definitely. when you were a teenager, um, it also says here you discovered electronic dance music. <clears throat> yes, yes. You know, it was interesting because, um, <clears throat> you know, obviously my, you know, majority of my life I was in, you know, black gospel, you know, very big voices. Um, uh, uh, and I was so appreciative of that and I loved it. And, and, and just gospel music in general, you know, I can go through names with that. But but I was in that environment. Uh, and, and, and just really honestly, I knew that I was different. And I didn't know I didn't know quite where I fit in because I didn't have um, as big a voice as you know. Like <laughs> my grandmother, like she can sing without a microphone, and you will still hear her. You know what I mean? Like wow. she can get a hundred people to hear her, and she's she's just an amazing singer. Um, but 
that wasn't me. I, I had a little bit more of a smoother tone, and I still had some of those gospel-esque qualities, but but I was much more um, of a, a little bit more of a, almost like a R&B um, and leaning a little bit more on the soul, soulful side. And so um, when I was a teenager, I heard a track by a DJ called Cascade, and uh, he's one of my favorite uh, DJs, and um, it was a track called uh, uh, Move For Me, and and I heard the track, and I heard this, it, it was this beautiful, uh, uh, smooth vocal over top of these, you know, kind of soaring synths, and um, it just, it just... I fell in love with it, and um, and so that kind of started this process and this journey of of diving deeper into electronic music, but then trying to figure out how to, you know, blend some of those styles together that that kind of um, you know electronic, but but also this kind of soulful R and B uh, quality that I had to my voice. Now, did you? Uh, I'm, you might not be old enough for this. Uh, I'm not sure, though. But uh, did you ever watch the show Soul Train? Okay, so I watched the reruns of Soul Train, but yeah, okay. I was, yeah, but I was definitely into Soul Train. And it's funny that you say that because a lot of my influences are kind of more of an old school uh, influence. So. Um, you know, Soul Train was a huge thing for me, uh, watching the reruns of that. But even just like going back to, you know, Parliament and uh, going back to the Temptations and, um, oh, you yeah. know, James Brown and, and you know, uh, uh, Marvin Gaye and just all of those were big influences for me, uh, partially because my dad was so into, um, he was so into that type of music. So every time, you know, while he was dropping me off to school or whatever, I'd be listening to that. He'd be listening to those old jams and singing and all that kind of stuff. And it, you know, I just grew to love it. Yeah, that that seemed like uh, the appropriate. I mean, that really connected uh, with with audiences. Uh, it seemed like who um, were in the gospel field as well. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely. A, it feels like a a natural progression or a spinoff of, of gospel. And, and it just, yeah, it just makes oh, sense. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So, um, it also says here that, uh, your concerts have evolved to you being able to perform to crowds of over 10,000 people. And yeah. you had even performed at the centennial celebration of the national park. Yeah. Yeah. And you got you know, to share. A... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, yeah, it's, it's just such a, a <clears throat> I feel so blessed in that. Um, yeah, I got it. I got a chance to, to, to be able to perform for some, some significant crowds. And um, what was really special to me is the, the centennial celebration of our national parks, which, which again is probably not going to happen in my lifetime. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Unless they figure out how to make us last forever, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, right. But, um, but assuming that things go the way they're going to go or they've been going, um, that was a once in a lifetime opportunity. 
And uh, what made it even more special is that I got to uh, do that with my aunt. I got to go there and um, sing with my aunt, and we sang a song together, and um, and it was just a beautiful thing. And, and we, you know, um, we performed alongside some Grammy Award-winning, uh, uh, multi-Grammy Award-winning artists, and it was just beautiful. It was a beautiful moment, for sure. And just uh, just to name a couple that I see right here, uh, you talk about the Grammy Award winners, um, Emma Lou Harris, who's yes. a multiple Grammy Award winner, especially 13-time Grammy Award winner. Yes. That's yes. unbelievable. That's unheard yeah, of anymore yeah. these days. Exactly. And, and it was, it, I mean, honestly, you know, not only is it amazing that she's won that many times and that many Grammys and, and obviously her career and her, um, you know, life has left a, a mark on the music industry, but she was the sweetest thing ever. Like, you know, what I mean, she just she was amazing to, to connect with and to talk to and um, and just a beautiful soul in general. Justin Bieber had a hard time winning just one, and look at him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, and that's the thing is, you know, um, it, you know, the Grammys are definitely, uh, you know, uh, obviously for musicians, that's one of the highest, you know, honors is to, yeah, right, to win right. a Grammy, and, and so to to be around people who have not only won a Grammy but won multiple Grammys. Um, in particular 13 it's just it's almost unheard of so oh yeah um she's a legend for sure and uh it was it was a pleasure to be able to meet her and and to be able to share the stage with her actually she came out uh uh for because we kind of ended it with uh oh happy day and so she came out and joined us for oh happy day along with a bunch of other uh, um, amazing musicians and singers, and it was just—it was a moment for sure. I bet I really do bet. Um, and also, the other one is uh, John Prime. Yeah. The uh, yeah. who yes, who's yes, also yes. a multiple uh, Grammy Award winner. Absolutely, and again, you know, uh, I I I am by nature. Uh, I just love to be around. Um, I don't like to call them older people. I call them seasoned individuals. Um, but I love to be around. That's people a nice who way of saying to... you're old. <laughs> yeah, basically. But, <laughs> but just you know, people in life that that have had uh, you know experiences, and that this you know that I'm trying to to go for, and I'm trying to accomplish in my life, and people that have left a legacy uh, uh i just love being around them and just soaking up as much as i can and so again to be around those people was was it honestly was uh, a highlight uh of my life for sure so uh when you're not singing uh what do you like to do in in your free time or does uh this pretty much take up a good portion of your time to where you don't get much free time well uh music definitely takes up a lot of my time and um the beautiful thing is that I love doing it, so so it, it, yeah. it doesn't feel like it's um, work, honestly. Uh, but when I'm not doing music, I love, um, you know, hanging out with friends. I love, uh, um, I love people watching. I could literally <laughs> go to a mall and sit down on a, on a bench 
and just, you know, maybe have a little Starbucks or something and just watch people. Like, I think it's so intriguing. I think humanity is just, um, it's just an intriguing thing. And uh, I get a lot of my inspiration from people. Um, So I, I love, love, love doing that. Um, and if I feel like I'm in a goofy mood, I love, um, people watching with a friend and, and kind of coming up with, you know, stories of what people are, are there for at the mall and what conversations they're having and, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I literally love, love people watching. It's fun. So, um, going back to your music, uh, you also write and, uh, perform your own original music as well. Yes, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, I've, I've written for other people. Uh, I wrote, write for myself. And then, yes, I perform uh, my own music. And that's going to be ramping up even more um, as my uh, single comes out. Um, so I'm very, very, very excited about uh, this, this next phase. Sure. So let's talk about the single now, uh, California Magic. How was it that you yes. came up with it, and uh, what what's the meaning behind it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what's funny is that I I honestly don't know like how it all came uh, came the, like the 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 title California Magic. I don't even know. It was just one day I was sitting. And I was just thinking about, like, I'm like, I want really want to write a summer song. Like, I just, I just feel like I want to write a summer song. And, um, and somehow it just popped in my head, California Magic. And I just love the title so much that I was like, oh my gosh, this, this, this would be epic. You know, California Magic. And so I started playing around with ideas of like what direction to take it in because you can take that in so many different directions yeah. you know california magic uh but the direction that um me and uh sherry short which is the writer uh uh the one who i co-wrote the song with along with uh the producer who was in the room crash cove who was in the he, he produced this track and it's amazing but um we decided to kind of take the the track in a direction of um that a person feels like california magic and um and so it's it's really i'm this is the first single in a series of singles um uh, that i'm actually going to be communicating a a story that happened in my life um so I'm not going to give it all away, but I will say that this is the first single in a series of singles that will um, all kind of go together as a body of work that will tell a story that I think people will be very intrigued by. So uh, you mentioned the name Sherry Short. I just want to uh, say also here on uh, what I'm reading is that she has also written for some other um, musicians such yes. as uh, Ariana Grande, Joe Jonas, Demi Lovato, and Miley yes. Cyrus. Yes, yes. Yeah, she's definitely, I mean, Sherry, Sherry, and she's honestly, she's written for, for more people than that. Right, but right, it, yeah, it's yeah. Just, I mean, she's, she's amazing. Um, you know, it's funny, too, because, you know, I'm sure that you know, but, like, 
music takes um, the process of, of going from songwriting to a fully produced uh, product can take some time. Um, and just to kind of find the sound and different things like that. And just a testimony of like her, uh, her ability to get in a room. And she, I mean, when I first went in the room with her, which was about a year, year and a half ago, uh, her and Crash, man, she got in there and she just, she made me feel comfortable and kind of like established some kind of connecting point between us, which is really important to me uh, when I write because, you know, I'm writing from a um, a personal place. So, right. you know, to feel like I have some type of connection. Uh, but she established a connection and she just, she just knew how to take what I was thinking and put it uh, into a song. And, and so she would say a line and then I would say a line and it just kind of all came together. But... She's a, an amazing songwriter and um, and is responsible for some some great songs and I'm 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 honestly honored that she um, she wrote with me on on my project. So uh, let's talk about your writing for just a second. Um, what do yeah. you? Uh, I'm sure you have days where you sit down, you try and write, and nothing just comes to you. I'm sure, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, right. what do you do when when writer's block uh, comes? Um, do you ever get uh, frustrated in in the process when you don't have anything? Right. You know. You know. Um, I used to really get frustrated with uh, writer's block, and it. Um. Yeah, it was very frustrating. I I since have learned a few techniques. Of, of how to actually never have writer's block, um, which almost sounds like a gimmick, but it's but it's true. Um, but the basic concept of it is is just um, brain dumping. It's called brain dumping on, and just you do it on a consistent basis. So every day you wake up um, and you allow, like let's say you know the overarching theme is love. So you just allow your brain to, to um, you know, there's not, there's, there's nothing that your brain can say that's going to be wrong, but you just say everything that comes to your mind when it comes to love. And then you just start writing, writing, writing. You do that for five minutes oh, that's and then yeah. you, yeah. And then you take the opposite feeling of love <laughs> and then you take five minutes and brain dump about that. And then and then I would just store that in a file. Uh, and then if I ever want to, if I get into a studio session where they're like, man, we just want to write a love song. Well, I've had all these, you know, brain dumps on a consistent basis go, yeah. with love. And then, you know, you just go from there. So um, are you uh, now, I, I know you said that uh, California Magic is coming out, but uh, are there ideas also that you have that you're currently working on uh, for the next single? Oh yeah, the first thing, uh, the the uh, second single, the follow up single is already. Um, I've already written it. You know, we've already written it. We've already recorded it, um, and so yeah, we're already ready for the the second single, um, and quite frankly, the third single as well. Uh, oh, wow. So so yeah, we're 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 ahead of the game, and we definitely have a plan. And like I said, this is a series of. Uh, 
of singles that, um, you know, are definitely going to tell a story that's very personal to me. And uh, I'm very, very excited to, uh, to have people come along the journey. So uh, where, where can people find uh, California Magic when it comes out? Absolutely. So first of all, um, if you want to follow me um, on social media, there's a few different outlets that you can uh, follow me on. But I would say the main one would be um, uh, Instagram is where I'm, I'm at most of the time. So uh, on Instagram, uh, my handle is Gaddison Official. So G-A-T-T-I-S-O-N, official. And, um, but if you just type in Gaddison, I'm the first one that pops up. And if you go to, uh, if you read in my bio, there's a link in my bio. Uh, and if you are on Spotify, if you have Spotify, you can actually pre-save the single uh, right now. And it'll be added to your library. And as soon as uh, Friday hits, which is... Uh, which is when the single drops. It drops this Friday, June 29th. Uh, um, so at midnight, as soon as it drops, it'll be right in your library and you can listen uh, and stream the song. It'll also be on iTunes uh, and basically any any platform that you um, choose to use for downloading uh, or streaming. So um, yeah, this Friday, June 29th, California Magic is coming out and I'm very, very excited about that. So one one more question before I let you go. Um, where where did the name Gaddison come from? Yeah, so Gaddison, uh, it's 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 funny because it, it's my last name, and um, and you know I had a friend tell me who, who you know he's done some significant things in the industry and music industry, and I used to go by a few different names, but but I used to go by Kyle Gaddison, which my full name is Kyle Gaddison. Um, but uh, he said, you know what, Kyle Gaddison is cool, but honestly, uh, I love just Gaddison. It's, it's one word, it's unique, it's strong. Um, he's like, I just think you should go by Gaddison. And it's, it's what I used to go by when I used to uh, play basketball uh, uh, in high school. They used to just call me Gaddison. So it felt natural and it felt um, it felt somewhat easy for people to get and memorable so uh yeah i just went with gaddison and and it seems to be working for you yes yes i i, I definitely think it's working for me <laughs> i think so too i think i think you should stick <laughs> with it well gaddison yeah, thank you thank so you. much for for appearing i hope you do come back sometime and uh good luck with the single thank you so much i really appreciate it all right uh thank you once again and uh, good good luck Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. All right. All right, bye-bye.